We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. And welcome to Light Years. What a great show to start the new year on, Andy. Uh, what a great game. 2022, we appreciate every one of you who has been listening and coming in. This is the best way to start the new year. I thought that was an excellent first game. I just I, don't get any better than that. I did not think they were going to win this game, uh, especially without Draymond. And this was the best game that they played off. This in the Suns, best game that they played all season. This was fantastic. Wire to wire. The third quarter there for about six, seven minutes was tough, but they're playing a very good Utah Jazz team, Sam. That's what happens. Things get tough. And uh, they showed that in the fourth quarter when it's winning time. They allowed 20 points just without Draymond against a team that that's elite offensively, right? Especially in the regular season. Just, man, I just the, the first or second best game of the season. And to start off the year like this is, is incredible. Yeah, I mean, Fitz was, Fitz was throwing it on the call, and it's fair. And, like, maybe we'll, maybe we'll ask callers this or the Suns game, was which did you think was the better win? But, like, the sheer fact, like, you know, top five win of the season, no Draymond. I, I think you're summing it up. Like, I didn't think they could play 48 minutes of defense like this against the number one ranked offense in the NBA without Draymond Green. Um, was it as good as it would be with Draymond? Of course not. But, like, they they locked in. They actually went through some adversity. That third quarter, I thought they were going to collapse right there. I don't yep. want to say they weren't yep. going to collapse. I just thought yep. between the officiating and, you know, it's it, – I mean, Jazz easy. made shots. Jazz made big shots, and they locked up. They, they were, they're a good team. Yeah. I mean, I think this was – I think Chris – I think – Gun to my head, Christmas still the best win of the season, but this one, very, very impressive, and I'm very happy to start 2022 with a game like this. This was one of those games, I think, uh, people talk about this, I think, I remember the first the first time I saw a Bay Area team win a championship, the 2010 Giants, they wrote a book on them, and every time some team wins a championship, they write a book. This is going in the book. This this game right here, right? Like Of those like top five regular season games that they write about, this is the one. Um, I mean, they had the week off uh, with what happened in, in, in Denver. Right? They kind of got screwed. And then they come out here after playing like shit against Denver at home. And they play amazing in the first half. They get hit in the face a little bit. They didn't get hit in the face like this against Phoenix, right? Phoenix came back a little bit, and that was a tough game. But they got smacked today. They went from up 16 to down 5 
in like four minutes. <laughs> in like four yeah, Utah, minutes. Utah in the third quarter just was like, hey guys, we're not a bad team. They were. <laughs> those are very demoralizing runs, by the way. Like he, it's a Warriors type of run. That's what yeah, it because because they, they were just. Warriors couldn't hit a shot, and that part of that was on Utah. And then Utah was just hitting everything there, and that's what Utah is like. They are one of the most explosive teams in the NBA. Uh, Donovan Mitchell, Mike Conley did not have good games, but in nope. general, they can light it up with anyone, and and that has to do with their depth. You know, like Jordan, tonight was a Jordan Clarkson game, right? Like he got very hot for them in that third quarter. And you're like, this dude, really? Like, what do you want me to do here? But let's talk about the Warriors yep. here because, like, there's a lot of interesting things to get into. And I want to start with light years – what's the right word? Hey, like, light years correspondent, Uh-oh. Otto Porter. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. <laughs> Huge game for Otto. If I told you a player on the Warriors went for uh, 20 points, 9 for 14 from the field, 8 assists, 7 rebounds, who would you guess that player is? Oh, boy. Yeah, I mean that's that's that, I would think that's Steph Curry. <laughs> okay, not Otto Porter. Not maybe fourth on the list. <laughs> I would think Angel Wiggins, who also had a good game. I'll get to him later. Before Otto Porter, eight assists. Wow. Just I mean, wow. Man. Everyone who listens to this show knows I'm like Team Otto. I was I was on the Otto bandwagon when he was in Orlando, looking kind of washed out of the league. I thought he had something left. I'd be lying to you if I said I ever thought he'd get to this level again. You know, I thought I thought he'd be a sneaky good pickup who could help a team out. Um, filling in for Draymond while still doing the things he does in terms of shot making. I mean, he is he's starting to price himself out of the Warriors range to stay with the team. Actually. No, yeah, but I, I but I think yeah. he's. I mean, he's just. I, I, I'll let you go in. I just I, sneak little secret. Sam, he's a great fit as the four next to Kavon Looney, <laughs> yeah. right? It's a, it's a great fit because he's a shooter and it works when you've got a defensive-minded center next to you, whereas it's a little tougher when you've got two defensive-minded guys and the auto's playing the three, right? So little, little, little dirty secret there. But, I mean, he just he's, he's a great passer. He's a great scorer. He had a little off-the-dribble game. That's the stuff tonight I think was huge is uh, he made shots that – that we expect Andrew Wiggins to make. Andrew Wiggins is, is number one overall pick. He's off the dribble type of guy. He makes those tough shots. Otto Porter tonight made those type of shots off the dribble that you're like, ooh, is this is this Washington Wizards Otto Porter, right? Is this Georgetown Otto Porter where he's hitting shots? Did you see the one there in the fourth quarter near the end where he does a little he does a little shoulder into the guy and then steps back and gives him yes. a little dirt fadeaway? And I'm just like, what is going on? The, 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 what actually, is going on? I appreciate the Dirk reference because that's what I thought of in the moment. I'm like, come on, man. You just just like bump, fade from 12. Like, what are we doing here, Otto? You know, but like, I mean, that's I think I think this actually speaks to kind of the market inefficiency in the NBA right now. Right. Like because like everyone in the NBA has to be either, uh, you know, like a high pick and roll ball handler or like a spot up shooter. Right. And Otto is kind of one of those guys who, one, he can shoot it from everyone on the floor, but two, he's got kind of like an in-between game. Like he's not a um, he's not a playmaker per se, but he's also like more qualified than just a guy to stand in the corner. And I just feel like his skill set gets lost on other teams who don't play more of a a complete offense like the Warriors. And so seeing him with the Warriors, like yeah, I figured he'd fit, but like 
it kind of like like you see like Ooh, maybe, I like that you point. Sh- maybe you shouldn't like box him in like i thought he'd be uh, a guy who could like help them out a little bit but it's like when you play this kind of offense like what really is the limit for auto porter oh i like this i i like this and and you've talked about this a little bit i've seen your kind of in, in in group chats and texts you've brought this up i think this goes for <laughs> gp2 i think this yeah. goes for wiggins a little bit uh, it, it just they maximize them because i think the way that steph Draymond and Steve Kerr's system works. And, and because they they allow people. Now, some of the times, you know, if it you'll have 17 turnovers a game and things will get ugly for a little bit. But if you're as smart as Otto Porter, and, and, and you sometimes don't, she'll, yeah. And sometimes yeah. you'll see Smile Geach try to try well, to player off dribble, you know, oh, like wow. maybe maybe, maybe well, he needs to stand in the corner, well, you know? Actually, actually Bielitsa, that's that's actually the thing. Is sometimes you see Belly <laughs> a little bit too much, right? Like that's actually the issue. But for someone like all, who's auto porter who's extremely intelligent. Like if you're just going to pigeonhole him to shooting threes from the corner, right, and and just kind of be a big guy that rebounds a little bit, that's not going to maximize the way that like who he is. It's just it's just not. If he was on the Brooklyn Nets right now, he would he would be incredible. He would be awesome, but he wouldn't be playing like the way he does right now. So I think that that's a great point. Um, and Otto Porter should be shit. He should be closing right. Andre Godalo was great tonight. Ended up only closing because Looney was out. Otto Porter is closing games right now. Over over pretty much anyone else, he's in crunch time lineups. Yeah, I agree with you. And like the the other point to bring on this is like, okay, we all know Otto can shoot. He looks great physically, right? Like a he looks probably as good as he's looked since his Wizards days, and he it, it's showing in his all around game, and it's just like what a steal of a player for the Warriors because yep. he's it's just a perfect fit. So let's keep going down the line. Let's let's get to Wiggins. Wiggins, I think, was the second biggest story of the game. Yeah, um, to me, he was actually the biggest. Um, oh, I, know, nice. I know you love OPJ. Actually, I do too. But I actually think you love Auto Porter more than I do. So I got, I got to leave. <laughs> I got to, I, I got to let on that one. It's, it's okay. It's okay. I'll, I'll <laughs> tell you, I'll, I'll, I'll agree with you. You caught the Auto Five stuff, but Andrew Wiggins, I thought tonight was was spectacular. He hit a. Uh, now he's not going to do this consistently because nobody does, uh, except for Steph and KD. But had an in transition pull, uh, step back, crossover, step back three, and one uh, gets the call, and I'm just standing there like, man, I haven't seen that since obviously Steph, but but Kevin Durant as a wing guy on this team. So uh, he also took over in the fourth quarter. Um, Steph at nine at the end of the game, but he also had uh, a pull up jump shot, a three, and then an and one there. So he had seven in a row. Uh, in a stretch where they needed to score. Uh, just Andrew Wiggins looks incredible these last few months. Um, he was out due to COVID protocols, but he's come back like he's not missed the step, Sam. I mean, this this is the guy that they need in these type of games. I made a joke in the beginning of the season kind of saying, like, hey, maybe they can close without him because he's not making shots. But right now, him and Otto Porter, they need to be closing every game. They need to be closing every game with the way that yeah. they can score because the Jazz threw three at Steph tonight, and those guys got nothing but open shots in ISO situations. I think my favorite thing about uh, Wiggins is he keeps improving at playing off of Steph every game. Like in Minnesota, what made Wiggins infuriating was he tried to be the, you know, I say tried, they wanted him to be like the primary playmaker. And that's just not who he is. Right. Nope. But now he's, if he has a direct role where it's like one move and go, you know, like keep it simple because he's a, Phenomenal athlete, and he low-key a phenomenal shooter if he's set, right? So, like, in my opinion, it's just like he knows he's – every game he's getting better at playing off a of staff. And it just – how many – 
forget the catch and shoots, but the, you know, they throw three bodies at Steph. So he kicks it to one guy who kicks it to Wiggins cutting and all Wiggins has to do is one dribble and finish. And those are the things where it's like, all right, it's a simple play, but like, it's only a simple play because he's six, eight, super athletic, right? Like for anyone else, for anyone else, that's kind of a complicated finish. Right? I mean, even Andre doesn't do it, right? Even yeah, when, exactly. remember when Andre's in the dunker spot, like he's not taking that shot. Now, actually, we'll get to Andre tonight or what he did, yeah. but we'll get to Andre. But like, but Wiggins tonight is one of those things where sometimes you need a guy. I mean, we just talked about Otto Porter with a step back mid range to get those tubes. Um, and they're not great shots. But with five minutes left in the fourth quarter and you're down by four points, if that's all you get, you need to make those shots. He's kind of that only guy that could do it on this team right now, Uh, him and Otto Porter. And then when Clay gets back, he'll he'll be able to do it because teams are just wiping stuff off the floor the moment he crosses half court. So I'm like, we we talk about this too much. We don't need to bring it up today. It's ridiculous. And I was going to say, I think the thing that's most exciting about Wiggins is it feels sustainable because he's playing with – I don't want to say confidence, but it's just kind of like he knows exactly what to do when teams throw three bodies at Steph. He's like, you're going to throw three at him. I'm going to go with one move, decisive finish instead of trying to overcomplicate this thing. And I I think that's I think that's the biggest thing, because it's like, you know, like we may get a game later this year where they throw so many bodies at Steph Wiggins gets 40 on 15 shots or something ridiculous like that. And it's like, you know what? Who cares? Steph's the first person who's cheering that on, right? So I I think they'll look great. Let's let's talk about Steph real quick. By the way, only Steph Curry can go for 28, 9, and 6. And us be like, yeah, Yeah. there's there's more exciting stories than this. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. Uh, But Warrior shot 17 from 32 from 3, by the way. Just just after what they did last time against the Jazz, uh, or against the Nuggets. Thank goodness. Uh, Steph was... uh, he shot 50% from three from the field, six for 12 uh, from three. But I, I talked about this earlier. It is crazy to see defenses to play that the way that they're playing him right now. Um, he's not, every time he gets an open look, it's like, a, it's a miracle. Sam is the way it's doing. It's the way it's looking. But at the end of the game, I think what's most important is he had that mid range jumper over Rudy Gobert. He's actually shooting the mid range jumper now um, instead of kind of just chasing threes or layups. So that was cool to see. And I think that kind of shows you um, that in crunch time of a postseason series. Rudy Gobert is amazing, but I think that the Warriors enjoy that matchup. Yeah, I was, I was going to say there's two thoughts on that one. One, we had a bunch of callers uh, in December be like, oh, Steph won't take the mid-range shot. And I'm like, yeah. oh, yeah, I'm not really going to concern myself with that until we get to playoff games because I, I just don't believe Steph won't adjust when the games matter. And I, shocking, I like, he can make them. Shocking. Yeah, yeah. I, I just feel like he was messing around a little bit. It was a little of like, let me experiment. It's December 12th type of stuff. And I'm trying to get a record, by the way, too. You know, like that sort of stuff. But like, I, I'm not that concerned about it. The second thing is, um, how excited do you think he is to have Clay Thompson back? And just kind of like, they're still going to throw multiple bodies at him. But like, it's starting to get to a point where it's like, come on, man. I'd like there to be someone else on this team who makes a defense commit a second and third body to, you know, that's, that's like the thing I'm seeing where it's just like a little fatigue and like just ready, ready to have a little support there because like Steph can play like this and be super impactful, but like it's, it's time. It's time. (laughs) You get that feeling from him running around. 
watching him. Yeah, I, I think I get this. I, I agree. I didn't think about that, but he is a little. Uh, he does seem a little exasperated out there. And the thing is, he still had twenty eight tonight. He still hit the biggest shot of the game with that three point. By the way, that three point shot that he had a possession before he did the same thing, and I believe it was it was either. Angel, I don't know if it was Wiggins. Actually, it might have been. It might have been GP two who didn't see him coming back around for the uh, for Steph relocation. And then two plays later, he does it. GP two has an open three, sort of. He passes it to OBJ at the top, and then uh, I keep saying OBJ like Odell Beckham. Uh, but then, and then Steph relocates. And I know Steph you're throwing me off. The wing, but and that's the shot where it's like, yeah, that's that's the one right there. That's the one that Steph works for all game long. But I think. I think you're right. I, I think he is a little tired of, yeah, I'm just not going to force shooting it 30 times a game because it's it's just it's it's tiring, right? He's the only guy that sees triple teams 48 minutes. It's, yeah, it's a, it's oh man. I just I just don't think anything else on the Warriors team matters without Steph Curry. Oh, it's like yeah. that simple. It's like we we wax poetic about Wiggins. And don't get me wrong, Wiggins has played phenomenal, and the catch-and-shoot stuff is amazing. But none of that happens without the attention Steph gets. Otto Porter Jr., I mean, yeah. he's hit shots on every team he's been on. Like he, Shocker, he's a big-time shot maker, right? <laughs> he hasn't mattered on any other team than the Warriors team. Gary Payton II was in the G League. I mean, uh, Andre Godala, we don't, we don't need to talk. By the way, Iggy <laughs> has to be... Like, I mean, shout out our guy Max Kellerman. I want to get, like, just if 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 the three matters, he's he's just the king of the bullshit three, right? <laughs> I just I, look. I don't think he's making any three in quarters one to three, but then when the four, it's kind of like Draymond too, though. It's just when the fourth quarter comes, we've just seen him do it so many times, where the shot goes up, the shots their shooting form is pretty ugly, both Iguodala and Draymond. But you kind of just feel like, yeah, it's going in. It's going in. I don't know why, but it's going in. Oh, oh, it's oh, it's game six of an elimination series. Andre's good for five. You know, it's like it's, that sort of stuff. It just it doesn't make it. I, by the way, I feel like Gary Payton has that kind of vibe to him too. Uh, he he was incredible tonight. I thought, um, and it just feels like he's someone that's going to make those big threes in those moments if he gets to play. Um, Probably not because this team is so deep. They have so many good players, but he feels like someone too. Except Gary Payton's shot is actually nice compared to the other guy. But Andre Godala, just one of those. His um, his off the three miss dunk uh, that he had. I was like, ooh, maybe he should just rest a week after every time he plays two straight games in a row, because <laughs> it looks incredible every time he gets a week off. But I guess that's what happens when you're 38. Yeah, yeah, our our guy Andre, you know, he's gonna have to uh, he's gonna have to figure it out. But what, what else? Gonna... Knee soreness come tomorrow morning. I guarantee you, guarantee. Yeah, it's, yeah. <laughs> what are the odds he's playing the Miami game on Monday? <laughs> well, it looks like Draymond might be back, so maybe they won't need him. Uh, but yeah, <laughs> D- he won't be rest. <laughs> he won't be playing. He won't be playing. No chance. <laughs> We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. 
Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. All right, let's get, you want to get to the goons? Let's get to the goons. Mikis. Happy New Year's, Mike Mikis. Happy uh, New Year's to my favorite pod boys. Respect to you guys. Respect. You guys are going to be going to be killing it going into 2022. I'm sensing it. I think it's going to be a good year. We're going to see Steph lock up an MVP. Dre get a DPOY, win another chip. You know, the start of the pod when Sam was when Sam was talking shit about all the people. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. But no, no, no. But this is how you know. You know. All through the dynasty era, Andy was always the one the cocky guy on Twitter, the, the the annoying one. But you know we're really back when Sam started to be on that arrogant shit again. It's it's arrogant season again, guys, and that's I love it. I'm here for it. Uh, so happy New Year! Just I, I'm gonna I'm gonna do a little. You know I'm a I'm a Discord guy. I'm, I'm allowed to do this. I'm gonna plug if you guys want to catch some good LeBron James slander. First paragraph of my latest uh, blog. Ranking all the movies of 2021. Yeah. Mike Mikas or M 18 on Twitter. You'll see some fucking Space Jam 2, LeBron James slander. I do, I do note that his acting is not that good, despite what the flopping on the court may indicate. It is not good. So just letting you guys know that. Uh, anyway, I'm going to get to my questions. Rank the, you guys kind of started to do it, but I'm curious. I think Kerr coached his ass off tonight. I think it's one of the best yeah. ones of the season. It's. I think I'd probably go this, the Suns, the Nets. We beat all of the best teams on their own floor. If you guys haven't noticed it, we beat the Nets. Mm. The, well, the Lakers are not one of the best teams. They actually suck. But we beat them <laughs> opening night in L.A., Beat the Suns in. Well, they, they got like eighteen top yeah. seventy-five players of all time. They're they're yeah. Great well, guys. no, you're right. You my bad. My bad. Sorry. But we've beaten <laughs> all of the best teams on the road, and I think that really bodes well for our playoff uh, success. But I think Kerr coached just a masterful game. How would you rank these four people tonight's performance? Steve Kerr, our guy, who I think is actually having one of the two best seasons of his life, Stephen Curry. Um, mm. possibly my Eskimo brother, Otto Porter Jr. Oh, boy. Um, <laughs> and the man who I'm going to, I think, successfully get an all-star nod from what I started in this discord, yes, sir. Uh, yes, sir. Andrew Wiggins. How would you rank those people one to four tonight? And then lastly, how much better can this team be with Clay? Like, can I, I'm really, I'm watching this right now with our depth, and I think with Clay back, if he's 80%, I think we're going to be as good, if not better, than the KD years. I really do. Ooh, so, what do you guys I like think? it. Happy New Year's, boys. Keep doing the good work, and uh, let's go. I appreciate it, Mikis. One of the best. It's okay. not the best, actually. By the way, Ooh. we didn't call it, we didn't we didn't mention Steve Kerr because it's been a Steve Kerr love fest all season. Phenomenal coached game tonight, right? I just what Steve Steve Kerr's a defensive coach. I, I think is uh, what people forget. Actually, I forget myself because he came in with the way that he changed the offensive scheme. But what he what he does is is he's golden defensively. The stuff that he throws out, the stuff that he throws out to Donovan Mitchell, Mike Conley tonight, you brought it up earlier. Donovan Lord Mitchell hell. outside of the foul grifting was completely locked down. Um, and, you know, part of that is Gary Payton. But I think some of the stuff is like 
he's Steve Kerr has has bet on Kevon Looney this season, and Kevon Looney has been special on defense. He's bet on guys like JTA, GP2, Jonathan Kaminga. We didn't talk about him tonight, but he was great the minutes that he played on Jordan Clarkson, right? Maybe he shouldn't even have been taken out <laughs> at the end there. Uh, but I think Steve Kerr, I probably probably four if I were to rank him on, on what's most important because I always feel like the guy that's playing, the guys that are playing on the court are probably right. more important. I always have a hard time. I always have a hard time with like ranking coach versus player because like right. – Coach can coach can have the greatest game plan ever, but the player has to execute it, right? Especially so. for a veteran team like this. I mean, like yeah. what Steph is doing out there offensively in terms of what he does to the offense and the open shots, like that's not anything to do with Steve. But uh, but no, incredible stuff by by Steve. I think so far this season. You want to rank him one four? I don't even care to rank him. I think they're all doing phenomenal. Oh, I think I think I think, answer. I think I think Steph has to be number one. Yeah, and I don't mean that in some sort of like you know yeah. any other way than nothing. At, like Steve has devised the scheme around Steph, right? Yeah. Like it starts there. It starts there, and then you know Otto plays off of him, but Wiggins plays off of him. So it, you know Steph has to be the demigod above everyone else, <laughs> and then it goes from there, right? Like by, I, by I don't the- know. You can make you can make Steve Kerr the MVP of every game because. The scheme is is his idea. It's based off of them. So it's it's I don't know. It's you know you can go but, any direction. All the time. By the way, we forgot to mention. I mean, Otto Porter defense is incredible. Now, Andrew Wiggins defense. I mean, there's a reason why Conley and and not Mitchell didn't shoot well, right? Um, as as two way wigs, two way wigs. So um, ah oh, man, I lost my train of thought. What I was gonna say, but. Uh, those two guys, those I'll probably I'll probably go Steph top, and then and then Wiggins Porter in some order, and then and then Steve, and then uh, what was the what was the other question? I forgot now. I forgot. I, forgot no, I think that's it. We're gonna keep okay. moving. Ryan's coming. Keep moving. What's up, man? Keep it rocking. Hey, what's up? What's up? Uh, game on. Uh, family over in the background, so kind of had to keep it down. But uh, what's it <laughs> called? Yeah, uh, Wiggins tonight was. Uh, I, I loved I loved the first half. It was extremely assertive, and then. I think the second half is more so him getting back his legs under him, not having played basketball, but it's been really encouraging just the team. Wiggins looks like a legit shooter. Like I'm doing the Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, hold my hand up for three thing with Andrew Wiggins, which I never thought I'd get to that point, but I'm at that point. So I, I, I'm just really enjoying this team and we're five and one against the Suns, the Jazz, the Nets and um, the Bulls. So just beating good teams consistently. Steve Kerr ha- is got to be the favorite coach of the year at this point. I don't know what you guys think on that. I'd like your thoughts on that, but to me, it's clear that it's Coach Kerr. Know your coach. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, agree, I agree with you, Ryan. Um, who else would even be in the running for coach of the year? Um, Monty uh, Monty Williams. Is the, Monty has a legitimate case, but like, if the season ended today, it has to be Steve Kerr, right? Monty, um, Chicago is first in the East. Shout out Billy Donovan. By the way, that'd be another. Doesn't he have like already two? Uh, nah, nah. Billy, Billy's never got one. Oh, he's never got one. Uh, yeah, probably Steve. I mean, they're gonna. I think he's got some college ones, but. <laughs> <laughs> shouts to uh, Joe. Shouts to Florida, baby. Yeah, shouts to Joe. Oh yeah, yeah. Go, Did he coach that in the in the mentions mentions JB Biggerstaff with the Cavs. He definitely deserves like the, the Cavs are the the surprise darling of this season, right? So they yeah, but it. usually, uh, yeah, it's probably going to be Steve, huh? Wow, wow, 
difference. Well, I think, I think we named it all. It's, so it's Monty Williams. It's Steve Kerr. It's uh, Billy Donovan. Taylor Jenkins, maybe. And Taylor Jenkins is a good mention. And then it's a bigger staff in Cleveland. So in my, in my opinion, it should be Steve Kerr, but you know, are you guys shocked that the show thinks of Steve? So (laughs) (laughs) Bruce Frazier, maybe. Something. I don't know. It's, I th- the funny thing about Coach of the Year is I think that one actually you have to wait till the end of the year. Like if Cleveland gets through the Rubio injury and they end up winning 52 games, like Biggerstaff is going to get. Oh my them, God! Right? Yeah, like, 52 you know I mean? games. Oh my it, God! It doesn't. Yeah. It it doesn't matter that like you know someone can point to some death like coaching wins over replacement. Like it's going to go to him. But like right now, yeah, I do think Steve probably deserves it more than anyone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right now, yeah, Steve. Especially with Kenny on the sideline, you know? <laughs> yeah, they had nobody on the sidelines again today, so uh, we'll see. Yeah, good guitar guy. Hey, yo, what's up, guys? So, McWalters, how you doing, bud? Hey, man, all's good. Hey, man, I'm going to go with Danny Green. The Utah Jazz were the team they thought they thought they were. They are freaking They are awful. Joe Bear can't guard on the perimeter. He's totally exposed. I mean, Steph even hit one at the top of the key in his face or his away face because he won't guard him because he's awful. I don't see how he got so many darn Defensive Player of the Year awards. It's completely mind-boggling. But, um, I mean, they're a candidate to be knocked out in the first round. If they play Memphis in the first round, they're gone. Like, we won't even see them in the playoffs. They're awful. (laughs) This game just cemented that. How do they blow that after coming back from so much at home? How do they blow that? It's just inconceivable that they would be a contender unless they make some type of miraculous move, which I don't think, you know, the Church of Latter-day Saints will pull off for them. So <laughs> I'm, I'm really not worried about that. Um, but this was a great game to see Steph shooting around there. Auto, awesome, you know, just good all the way around. And I want to say, hey, guys, you guys are the best. Happy New Year's. Um, let's rock 2022, you know, and let's get another ring for Seth. Appreciate it, Mick Walters. That's a, that's a spicy call. Andy, let me ask you this. I got a question for you. Um, rank, I, I think we're in alignment that the teams that scare us the most are in the East, like the Bucks. Yes, and the yes, yes, yes. If you were to rank teams in the West by scariness factor, where do the Jazz come in? Uh... Just, just Pro- probably me, that give second me, tier. Give me no, just give me like give me the mental count. Like you're like first in the Suns. Like you know, For, yeah, like prob- so 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 I think their issue is Donovan Mitchell is their issue. Um, I know you brought this up a few times, but Suns are the first one. Um, though I don't okay. think they're that much of an issue. The first one, uh, Memphis and Utah, I think are in the same tier for me. Um, so okay. they're they're tough. I think you. I think Memphis is a little bit young. I think Jazz have more experience, but I think they have an issue where they might not be able to score on this team consistently because Donovan Mitchell can actually score uh, against. I think Devin Booker might have that issue too. But anyway, so I think they're in that second tier, and then after that, I mean, I'll throw the Lakers in there, Sam, just because, uh, just because, because it's LeBron. So I think just outside of that, though, I don't think anybody else really does scare me. I can't think of a team right now, so that's how I would tear it out. I'm with you Top with the four. Lakers. Like I don't think this Laker team scares me, but I, you know they're they're always LeBron's always a you know send he someone off to he looks great right now. he looks amazing trade someone away and then you know yeah who knows who knows who's on the roster all right let's keep moving but do you agree kind of in that in that tier do you have the Suns at the top too I'm not so I scared do. of them but I do think they're I do think they're really good. they're solid man they're just yeah. a solid yeah. team. 
I was actually surprised. I, I just think that Warriors defense is so ridiculous. I mean, they make they can make Donovan Mitchell and Devin Booker look this bad back to back. Ooh. Woo. Introducing Royal Caribbean's newest ship, Icon of the Seas, the ultimate family vacation. The ultimate six slides, eight neighborhoods, zero compromise vacation. The ultimate never done that, can't wait to do it vacation. The ultimate chillin' by a different pool every day of the week vacation. This is the Icon of Vacations. Icon of the Seas. Arriving in 2024. Book today. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Dennis, what's up, man? Uh, Happy New Year, guys. There we go. Happy New Year, Dennis. Always great to hear from you guys. Um, I think just to pick up on what you're saying about the teams you're probably most uh, worried about in the East... In the last three games without, the last few games we've played against the Suns, even against Denver, just how we keep stepping up, especially defensively, it's giving me confidence that we can figure out, like, this team will fight for 48 minutes. And I really, actually, the only team I'm quite worried about is the Bucks, because Yanis is just a monster. But I, 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 I really think we're in a really good position. Like, I take my chances versus the Nets. I don't even think it'll go to Game 7. Thanks, guys. Ooh. Appreciate the call, Dennis. It's a, it's a, it's a take. Did I hear that Did I hear that, uh, that he thinks that Giannis is the only guy that he's worried about? Did I hear that right? I mean, to be fair, everyone should be a little scared of Giannis. It's a very it's a scared of Giannis. <laughs> yeah. Very scared of Giannis. He is, uh, the, he is I mean, Hopefully their their team is out of protocols by the finals, but that is that is a good team. By the way, um, I remember Mikas' question now. Um, he asked if Clay comes back at like 80, 90%. He thinks that they're as good as, as the KD Warriors. I disagree. Yes, right. uh, you back? Oh, sorry, guys. There we go. No worries. Crap. <laughs> You're good. It's good. Um, let's be, let's... I just want to say tonight, great win. Um, and you guys, you guys were asking this game or the Suns game. I think this game, because I think when we have Steph and Draymond, we can win against anybody, or at least we have the chance to. So I said this game, and um. I also just want to face the Jazz in the playoffs because I think we're going to beat the skin of those people. <laughs> They're so bad, especially against the Warriors, and it's <laughs> going to be great. Also, Wiggins tonight, great game, but he has to get a rebound. No rebound? Come on now. <laughs> That's like Kaminga vibes. I can't do that. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, also, last thing. <laughs> What's his name? I think Steve Kerr deserved Coach of the Year, but I think Monty Williams is going to get it because there's nothing last season by giving it to 
um, Tipper Doheny deserve it. Oh, yeah, yeah, they did. Yeah, same probably will. I mean, New York is always so wrecked. I can't. Oh, but, God, I remember yeah. that now. Anyway, keep going. That's right. Anyway, that's all. Thank you, guys. Have a good night. <laughs> Appreciate it. Appreciate it, Kissa. That um, was nasty. That was nasty, huh? Yeah, money's you, a good you, guy. He deserves one. She does bring up a good point. They beat the Suns with Draymond. They beat the Jazz without Draymond. <laughs> I don't know. It's 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 all all I feel is like you know because Christmas feels like a bigger deal, right? Like that, that's that's probably playing into it in my head a little bit. I I agree. By the way, the funny stuff is the rebounding. I think if there was one thing that you think may be an issue now, Draymond obviously wasn't playing, but uh, yeah, they do they do have guys that. Wiggins is playing a position up, maybe. Sometimes he's playing three, maybe the four. He's not used to being like a primary rebounder. Kaminga is 19 years old, right? Same thing. Otto Porter Jr., your guy, though, knows for the ball defensively, reminiscent Wilt. of Draymond. He Wilt. wants to be down there. So good for him. Steph, obviously, he just, might be just, their second best defender. I mean, Wilt, 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 Wilt Porter Jr., on glass. <laughs> just coming through with 15 a game. He is uh, he's a big dude. He's a big dude. He is, but I mean, Wiggins a big dude too, and he's not a rebounder. So like, you, you know how it goes. Like, you either you either have a nose for the for the, the glass or you don't. So I don't know. Let's get let's get Guru back here since we missed right. him last time. Hey guys, what? yeah, I, I was looking for the unmute button for some reason it wouldn't show up for me. So I, I'm don't not... don't worry about it. it. Happens. All right, man. Well, I, I'm back now, and uh, wow, what a win! That win had everything. Uh, I, I know uh, this is like sort of cliche, but um, that win does not happen last year. Um, but yeah, and the fact that it, I mean it happened this year just goes to show. I mean, this team's they're, they're different, right? Um, I, I have one uh, thing to say. So uh, I'm, I have another podcast with my buddy, and and we were talking about when Jordan Poole comes back from from quarantine, that he should actually uh, come off the bench to you know to prepare for Clay's imminent arrival back into the lineup and. Uh, uh, I was just, I guess it goes to show Steve Kerr is, uh, I guess, listening to us. Steve Kerr 2.0. Coach Guru. <laughs> yeah, Steve Kerr 2.0. <laughs> um, yeah, so um, what did you guys think of uh, him coming off the bench? I, I thought, I mean, I, I'm happy because there were no Chioza minutes. I guess that's that's the best part about it. But um, <laughs> where, where do you think he, he fits in, like playing the one or the two? I like it, Guru. Um, I was like, Andy, were you surprised he was coming off the bench? I was. Um, I was. He, they said it was a matchup thing, which I think is just their way of being nice. I think Clay's <laughs> going to be back here in a week or so. Um, but I, I don't know. Like, if you're Jordan Poole, I mean, it, look, he started because Clay was out. He's not been great this season. He's been good, but he's also been up and down. Like, it, he doesn't. Like, if he's if he's in the second unit and he's running the offense as the primary ball handler, that's better for him. Uh, unless he's someone that's confidence is going to waver because he's not starting. Like, I don't think that's the case. So I think it's, this will be fine. I think the kid's got crazy confidence. I think anything, any position they put him in, he'll think. Yeah. And I think, I think they were just playing with the matchups a little bit, like a little bit of free money. He's been, uh, he's been out uh, with COVID for like, you know, almost two weeks now. And it's a little easier to be like, Oh, why don't we try coming off the bench to make sure you got your wind. Let's see how it goes. Like end of the day. Plays what he, he's back in maybe eight days, you know, maybe two, maybe, maybe, maybe less, two. man, maybe less. Yeah. And yeah. he's gonna go to the bench, so you know, sooner or later, he's gonna have to get used to it. 
Yes, yeah. gonna have to do it anyway. He looks slow today, but can you blame him? Ten days in a hotel room. He no, was on, that's, that's the other part. Yeah, right. He looked. Uh, he looked yeah. like a guy who hasn't been able to play basketball for a couple. Yeah, of weeks. ten days, like crazy. There's no way he could. And this is high level basketball on the road in Utah. <laughs> like he can't. It's a tough situation for him tonight. Yes, yeah, it's not your my pickup run. <laughs> he did say. Uh, he did say, Paul, on a friend of the show, uh, Grant Lisbon's pot, that the Warriors sent him uh, a bike and uh, some jump rope. So I guess he was doing that in the hotel room. Sure. <laughs> really get, really get you guys yeah, ready. It's, it's not just, <laughs> oh, yeah. just had a Peloton delivered to his hotel room. Yeah, I think oh. he did. I think he nice. did. It doesn't help. I guarantee you, it doesn't help. J.M. Stein. What's up, man? What's up, guys? <clears throat> so you guys have talked a lot about the closing lineup. I think the biggest thing now is um, the best non-Steph lineup. We got a lot of options now. Ooh, I like this question. Yeah, what, what's your thought? I think um, I think I go Pool and Porter. I think we keep Draymond on the bench with 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 Steph. So Pool, Porter, Iggy, Lee, and I, I don't know. I don't know who else. No Clay. Are you counting oh, Clay? Oh, yeah, and Clay. Shit, Clay. Got so many options, yeah. Kind we of actually have a non-Steph lineup. <laughs> All right, I like this question. So I'm going I'm to I'm run, by the way, appreciate the call, J.M. Sign. So, okay, so if Clay's back, you got to assume the starting lineup is Steph, Clay, Wiggins, Draymond, and obviously the Loon God. Obviously our guy. Uh, so, so what's your best lineup without those guys? And I think it's Pool. Uh-huh. Um, obviously Otto, uh, we'll throw Iguodala in there. Those three are givens. Um, I might go with GP2. Ooh. And am I going to do it? Am I going to throw Kaminka in there? Am I going to do it? <laughs> okay. I, so I think, so I think you're right. Uh, I think if Clay's there, he's going to be in that lineup, but I think you need a ball handler with Jordan Poole, a guy that's not going to turn the ball over every other possession or that's do something dumb. So you get Iguodala, right? And then you got yeah. Otto as a shooter. Um, then you add some defense with, uh, with I think, Kaminga. Kaminga tonight looks incredible. By the way, Sam, I don't want to be the bad guy here, but I will. JT yeah. looks awful. Belly looks awful. Like Those guys are on the fringes of the rotation right now, and they're going to be fine. They're going to play again in the season. It's not like they're going to be benched forever. But in these situations and big, big games like this, you see the pressure, the intensity, and, and Jazz are a very good basketball team. Those guys should not be on the floor. And Kaminga should be on the floor. How crazy is that? That someone that young and you see him, he's not fouling. He's actually guarding Clarkson. He's not doing, he's not turning the ball over. He's getting to the rim. He had a few dunks, right? Like, man, he should be out there playing instead of those two guys. And that that's pretty incredible to see. Yeah, he's a special player. Um, I'm with you there. All right, let's keep moving. Let's get Ty up here. Hi, what's up, bro? Yo, how y'all? <laughs> what's up, brother? Uh, first, first things first. I don't want to blow up y'all's spot. Uh, when when Sam was talking cash money at the beginning of the, uh, of the recording, <laughs> I yelled real loud. <laughs> My girl told me I'm developing a, a parasocial relationship, but you know I'm just about creators getting to the bag. So you know, if ever you decide to put the pressure, you know, light years and the rest of us, you know what I'm saying, we'll be we'll, we'll be along for the ride. But um, I do think. Um, between the Suns and the Jazz, it's a really interesting um, examination of like the reasons that I think neither one of them are quite top tier contenders. 
the Jazz, I think, have a really, really potent, like, one pitch. Like, they, they're when their threes are falling yeah. and they're doing the drive and kick stuff, that stuff can be really potent, but their versatility is, like, sus. And then the Suns, they have incredible versatility, but they just don't quite have that top end. Like, their best play is probably either a Booker ISO with the, uh, with the wing cleared out or the Chris Paul, DeAndre in pick and roll. But, like, that, they don't have the ability to put up, I don't think, you know, consistently 20-point differential quarters like I've seen the Jazz do this year. But the Jazz, the second they get into a, a playoff series with anybody who can exploit that uh, Gobert thing, they're cooked. So um, that's kind of the reason that I think the Bucks are really, like, going to be difficult to beat because they have different versatility. But um, also, you know, the Warriors have it all. So, And if Wiseman comes back, everybody's dead. But, yeah, uh, good <laughs> win. <laughs> and uh, keep on. Appreciate it, Ty. I, lo- I love the call. Um, that's kind of that's kind of how I feel. Like I, I'm a big fan of both the Jazz and the Suns. Like I think they're good teams. I just don't see the championship upside for the exact reasons that Ty mentions. Like, do you really think the Suns would have got to the finals if Kawhi didn't go down last year? Well, yeah. Be real. Yeah. 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 You know, I mean, it's like, and, and, and sorry, that's like a real injury. That's not a. Um, you know, Jason Terry like sprained his ankle or usage and Nurkic got hurt. Like, you know, the stuff that people say about the Warriors. So I I think um, Clippers are, I just, maybe an argument for another day, day, Sam, but I think the Clippers are quite pretty overrated. They were struggling against the Mavs. They needed a lot out there to beat the Mavs and the Mavs are sure. Sure. Anyway. Yeah. Keep it going. I don't know. Kawhi and Ty Lue are always going to, you know, they're, they're going to have a little – I'm going to give them a little benefit of the doubt. Maybe more than a sure. share. Maybe more than a sure. 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 Too um, many games but, to beat a – yeah. Anyway. But but I do agree. Like, I don't know that either of those teams have the high-end upside to be title teams. Like, just I, – I don't know if they have enough counter punches in either I, case. That That's the fear, right? Like, that's the fear with Utah and I think Phoenix, too, is that – You'll live with DeAndre Hayton, whatever he does. But with Devin Booker, it's if you can find a guy that can guard Devin Booker, you're not that worried. And Devin Booker didn't play well in the NBA Finals either. Let's not forget that. So, And then the Utah Jazz. Yes, you have the Gobert defensive issues. We all know that. Everybody makes fun of that. But but defensively, if Donovan Mitchell isn't going to be able to get to the rim, if he's not shooting 15 free throws, what are we doing here? Well, you talk about the Eastern Conference. We saw what Giannis Tedekumpo did. Drew and Chris are okay. But then we talk about the Brooklyn Nets. They got three guys that get there, which eh, two, two and a half. We see what Arden looks like in the postseason. But, <laughs> but like that, but like when you talk about counterpunching that, that's what it is. That's yeah, yeah. end of the day. End of the day. It's mano y mano. It's what what shot can you get in front of you? And we've seen the lake uh, the wow, the Warriors lose one time. And that was to Kyrie Irving and LeBron. One time. It's, and that was with a minute left in the game seven, right? That's it. I, pr- I appreciate you mentioning Kyrie first. No, <laughs> no, <laughs> nah, nah, it's it's um, it's true. Like I do wonder if those teams have the ceiling to get to it. And you know what? Like that's that's the thing. Phoenix doesn't have it until Devin Booker takes it to the next level, right? And like yeah. maybe he yeah. does. Maybe this is the year he decides to be Kyrie Irving or Seth Curry or something like that. But like uh, until then. I don't know. I'm gonna I'm gonna have my skepticism. Like you can say yeah. Donovan Mitchell. I actually think Mitchell is a bigger issue than Gobert. Mm. And I don't mean that in terms of him being a bad player. I mean they need Mitchell to take a step as the closer that I don't know that he's capable of. Maybe he is. Maybe he is. But we'll see. I, I look. 
I, I'm with you. Watching the game tonight, I mean, they played last night, right? So he could have been a little tired. He went off last night. But this Warriors defense is different. Um, it is different. And it's it takes a lot to score against. He's not Kyrie. <laughs> so he's not Kyrie. Let's keep it moving. Ben, what's up, man? Hey, guys. Um, thanks for having How's me on. And Happy New Year. I'm doing well. Happy New Year, man. Um, I have a more of a forward-thinking question because the win on Christmas, the win tonight was pretty awesome. And I think the fact that we're, you know, what I think it's 28 and seven right now, right? That is, it's pretty awesome. So my forward thinking question is like the all-star break is in like six ish weeks. February 20th is the game. So there's like 24 games until then. What do you think the record is going into the all-star break? Um, Ooh, Second question is, um, how much better is Wiggins going to get with Clay also spacing the floor? I like it. All right, Ben, appreciate the question. Okay, so I don't want to take the record to the All-Star break seven. Like, I don't, I don't want to make people sit here while I like just crunch numbers on the schedule. Um, but I like the, the Wiggins question. So let's start there. How much better do you think Wiggins is going to get? What's Wiggins' biggest issue right now? Um, he's making all his he's making all his open three pointers looks incredible. Um, he's making the off the dribble mid range jump shot now. He made him in crunch time tonight. Um, defensively, he's guarding the lightning quick guards, if not the forwards, and he's doing a great job. I, his issue is he's not making free throws, so I don't know. I don't know if Clay is solving that. Maybe Clay puts him aside and helps him shoot free throws, but Sam, but uh. I think this is maybe more efficient, maybe more volume, but I don't know if Clay actually helps that. So I think maybe what it does to me is that if Wiggins is going to play in the second unit with Jordan Poole, it might make his life easier because if Clay's out there too, then that becomes right. Then it's almost like he's playing on a starting lineup unit in the second unit against second unit defenses, then it, then, then life is going to be really easy, but I, I don't know if they're actually going to do that. So I think that's the only thing. I'd almost, I'd almost put Wiggins with Steph and put Clay in the second unit a little bit, just because like, I trust Clay to get those shots more without Steph than I trust Wiggins to. But like, to the point, I think you're right. Like Wiggins has kind of mastered the art of playing off of Steph. I mean, relatively like no one's better at than like clay and draymond of course yeah yeah they've done it for a decade but um i think it's because wiggins is not a guy who dominates the ball and he's actually got very good at playing off of the ball it's only going to get better when he does it with another guy who attracts attention like we all know it it doesn't matter that clay hasn't played basketball in two and a half years that's a long time um Defenders are still going to throw more bodies at Clay and Steph than they do at Wiggins. And Wiggins is just going to take advantage of that. So I don't know if it's about him being better, but like it's going to be one of those things where it's like you can send all those bodies at those guys and let Wiggins go like eight for 10, or you can guard Wiggins and then make life easier on Steph or Clay. So yeah. 24 games, I'll say this. I I do think the Warriors are still going to be in first place by the time the All Star break comes around. They're not haven't even playing that well lately. I just I've been, I'm waiting true. for this. I'm waiting for the Steph explosion when I think it coincides with Clay coming back. All right, we can give Manny a try here. Manny, what's up, man? 
Oh, shit. What's up, guys? How's it going, man? Uh, not much. I, I don't have a question. I just have a general comment or just a shout-out. I want to shout-out generational defensive player Rudy Gobert for holding the Warriors to 123 <laughs> points. Insane. Zero block. <laughs> I know he's a tall student. He really did what the Warriors did in crunch time. It's crazy. <laughs> no one could get into Instead, they were just uh, blowing his face off in the perimeter. Like, Iggy of all people did that, but whatever. <laughs> I know you guys did a segment, um, I don't know, I want to say it was like a week or so ago, and it was like, um, who are the most hated people by uh, Warriors fans? And of right. course, LeBron and Chris Paul topped that list, but I think Gobert is like a dark horse for third. <laughs> That's because he, like, how does this have depoys over fucking Draymond? Like, that does not even <laughs> The media slurps this guy, like, Spotify slurps that. Everly dude over you guys. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> Plus that dude gave everyone COVID in the league and got licked with that fake ring. It's like, I'm, I'm, I'm over it. That's all I got. But all right, later, guys. <laughs> Appreciate you, Manny. Appreciate you. Uh, uh, you know, I think that not a lot of fan bases like Gobert, man. I just don't think people like him. He's nah, not a likable nah, nah. guy outside of Utah fans. Really? Not isn't. a lot. Other Luke. Yeah. What's up, man? Yo, happy New Year's from Australia. It's What's up, brother? Here. Might have COVID, but it's good to see oh, you. No. Anyways, I have a uh, couple of questions. Uh, firstly, uh, you guys did a podcast uh, about uh, your New Year's resolutions for the team. Do you have any of yourself? And the second oh, one would be um, Joku is doing amazing. Like, we can all agree on that his development is just um, it's amazing. Anyways, um, I go back to thinking about uh, Pat McCall and how he played some minutes during the playoffs. Mm. Can you see Joku playing those minutes, and would Steve Kerr trust him? Ooh, I like the call there, Luke. Appreciate it. Ooh. Andy, do you have a resolution? I do. <laughs> I do have one. I do have one. I'll go, I'll go one. You, you got to go one too. Mine's is always the same year in, year out for the past eight years. Stop drinking so much, man. I just, I think I'm converting. I think I'm converting a little more to wine lately. I think I'm trying to lay off the hard liquor. So, so, you know, a little less, a little less, a little less alcohol, a little more, a uh, little more Peloton this year. Okay. Mine's, mine's advocate for the light years pod more. <laughs> <laughs> I just just gotta just gotta advocate a little harder. You already did that. You already started the year off strong an hour ago when we started the pod. So there you go. All right, we're gonna end it there. Appreciate everyone who checked in. Sorry to everyone we didn't get to tonight. Chapman, welcome to the Planet Premier League podcast. Each week, Cesc Fabregas, Nader Manua and myself talk all things Premier League. As a player, you don't have time to talk. No. You don't have time to make a plan. You just need to deal with wave after wave after wave. We watched Coach Carter and he said, oh, afterwards, the game's just about doing this for your teammates. And I remember looking around halfway through the film and half the squad was asleep. <laughs> Planet Premier League. 
Listen wherever you get your podcasts.